Welcome into another edition of Designated for Assignment. Josh Wolberg here for another week, and uh, my, how things have changed uh, in the last couple of days. We recorded on Monday with uh, Caitlin McGrath from The Athletic, and the Blue Jays were, I would say, relatively speaking, riding high. They had just swept um, one of the best teams in baseball, probably the best team, certainly good argument for the best team in the National League in the Atlanta Braves and did so in a bunch of different ways over the course of those three games. And, um, you know, it was a good kind of table setter. Everyone was hoping, thinking uh, for a a difficult stretch uh, against teams within the division with the Yankees and the Orioles coming to town. And, you know, the Blue Jays have just fallen flat on their face. There's no other way to put it. Uh, as we record this here on on Sunday morning ahead of the series finale against the Orioles, you know, even if the Jays win today, it does ensure them a five and five homestand if they win. But, you know, that's not good enough. After you started three and oh, to end up needing a win in the final game of a 10 game homestand to finish 500, it's just not good enough. And, uh, you know, the Blue Jays have just found ways to lose a lot of these games this week against the Yankees uh, and the Orioles games that they should have won and good teams need to find ways to win. They're finding ways to lose and it's disconcerting. It's not, it's not good. And um, I'm not sitting here and saying that, you know, oh, the season's over and, and this team stinks and, and, you know, stuff like that. But there are definitely some concerning trends um, at play here for the Blue Jays. Like, I don't think you can look at the body of work here over 45 or so games and top to bottom as you do an examination of everything uh, that has happened so far for this ball club and, and not come away with at least some concerning takeaways. Like there are some issues here and, they got to figure some stuff out because, you know, you can't have a stretch where you lose nine of 10 games within the division. It's just, you know, I know they won some series at the start of the season. Like they beat the Rays uh, at home. They took two out of three against the Yankees, but it's just not good enough uh, to lose nine of 10 in this division. It's not good enough to lose nine of 10 at any point within the division with the division as good as this one. Um, you just can't have it. It's just not going to be good enough. And like they're five and 11 within the division. That stinks. You know, like the Rays are 10 and seven. The Orioles are eight and six. The Yankees are nine and eight. The Red Sox are seven and seven. And the Jays are five and 11. It's just, you know, like that's the kind of stuff that's going to keep you out of the playoffs uh, in a division this tight. Like the Jays are in last place as we record this. And I would say that they deserve to be in last place with the way uh, that they've played. They've just been too inconsistent. Like every time it seems like they're going to get things going, you know, with a, with a run of a couple of games, uh, you know, they, they fall back. Like you think back to even towards the end of April, you know, they take two out of three from the Yankees. Then they sweep uh, the white Sox. Then they take two out of three uh, from the uh, Seattle Mariners, you know, that's a, that's a solid stretch of, you know, only two losses over the course of nine games, right? So you're seven and two uh, heading into 
that series against the Red Sox, then you lose four in a row, then you sweep the Pirates, then you lose two to the Phillies, then you win three in a row, sweep the Braves, then you lose three out of four to the Yankees, and you've dropped the first two against the Orioles. It's just this push and pull of win a couple, lose a couple. It's just been not, you know, what you want to see. Every time you take two steps forward, it appears that this team is taking two steps back. And, you know, my big takeaway as I watch the way things are going right now, I don't really know what this team's identity is. And you can say in the past that they did have an identity. And a lot of people, after enough time, kind of took issue with the fact that, you know, they had this happy-go-lucky attitude and um, they hit lots of home runs. And like we saw in the playoffs, it it didn't work out. And I would say like they scored a lot of runs in that game against the Mariners. Like the fact that they hit home runs and they were happy go lucky wasn't the reason that they lost that game. And they made a concerted effort to change the the feel in that clubhouse, you know, trading away some not just big on-field presences, but some big off-field presences. And through 46 games of the season, like I don't really know what this team is or what they can be. I have no real feel for it. It's just been such a disjointed season so far. Like there just hasn't been anything that's emerged through the first almost two months of the season. That leads me to say like, okay, I can definitively say that this is what this team is, or this is what, you know, this team is going to do, or, you know, this is how this team might be able to play over the course of a decent stretch or the rest of the season. I don't have those answers. Nobody has those answers. And you could say it's May 21st and it's still, um, you know, too premature, but we're getting into a point of the season. Like we're at the quarter pull of, of the entire season. There's still a lot of games left, but at this point you'd like to have some semblance of an idea uh, of what you're capable of. And I don't know what this team is capable of. Can they win the world series? Maybe I have no idea. Um, right now, I'd be more inclined to say that, you know, I'm more concerned uh, that they're not as good as a lot of people um, were hoping or expecting them to be. And you look up and down the roster and there's just not that many guys who are performing right now. It's, it's just not been good enough, especially in the month of May. Like it's just been not a particularly productive team there are a handful of guys who are performing but like you look at offensively numbers um in in the month of may and it just hasn't there's been lots of guys here who are struggling like bo bichette has good numbers uh vladdy only has two home runs his ops is still about 850 like kiermeyer and belt have been the two best performers in the month of may and that's like that's great but that's not gonna cut it you don't want those guys really being your best players. Like Dalton Varcho had a good start in May and he has gone frigid again and his numbers are terrible. And we can dive into that. George Springer had a good game uh, on Saturday against the Orioles, you know, had two run Homer, had another RBI hit need to see more from him. Whit Merrifield's gone cold at the plate. He's still running. Like he manufactured a run that Springer RBI single was because he came in and immediately stole third base. Uh, Chapman has been frigid, you know, Biggio has been frigid for a couple of years. Espinal's hurt. He struggled 
Kirk's hitting 150 in May, has a 444 OPS. It's just, you know, like there's a reason that this team is struggling because they're not just not consistent offensively and they're not hitting home runs at all, really. Like they had a couple, uh, like Jansen hit one, Springer hit one, and they scored five runs and they kind of melded long ball and small ball and they were in a good position to win that game. And, you know, Jordan, Jordan Romano, like I'm, uh, I've defended him and I, I likely will continue to do so, but that was a poor, poorly executed pitch against O'Hearn. And I, I just don't understand what happened in that situation. Why you're going to your slider when he was late on a fastball, like challenge him. And if he beats you on a fastball, he beats you on a fastball, but I just think slowing down, you know, his his timing and his bat with the slider maybe is giving him an opportunity to get back into an at bat that, you know, he had struggled to really look like he was capable of, of squaring anything up. And then, you know, he hits a three run homer. Should Swanson have been pulled? You can make that argument. You know, he had given up some hard contact, given up a couple of hits. I don't hate that decision. Like a lot of people are just saying, oh, Schneider strikes again, poor bullpen management. Like I, I'm not going to sit here and say that I would have been upset if Eric Swanson um, finished, tried to finish out that inning. But, you know, you're going to your closer for one extra out. He had just um, gotten six outs against the Yankees. Like he's capable of going more than three outs. The The pitch just wasn't executed. And we saw in his last two outings, uh, Romano, before that blown save against the Yankees and the Braves, he was effective with his fastball. And, you know, he just wasn't as sharp against the Orioles. And, and uh, you know, are they making a change at closer? No, because they just don't have anybody that I think is knocking down the door that would be a better option than what they currently have. Like Swanson had struggled. Uh, in his prior outings, like he gave up that home run to judge. He had given up a run uh, in his previous outing, gives up a couple of hits. Like maybe it works out, but I just don't think that there's anyone that you would say, okay, well, we have to move our current closer out in favor of this particular reliever. And you know, like the bullpen depth is, is what it is. We know it's, it's troublesome. Like maybe some people will say, Oh, Nate Pearson should be closing. I just don't think that there's enough of a track record there. He has been good. He has certainly been really solid since he's come back up, but I think myself and probably a lot of other people need to see more of a sample size track record of success in big moments before you're just anointing Nate Pearson as your closer because he has good stuff, like good stuff is only part of the equation when it comes to getting outs against opposing lineups, best hitters in the ninth inning. Like I've said this so many times that it's just a whole different kettle, uh, a fish can of worms um, trying to get three outs in the ninth, as opposed to getting, you know, three outs in the seventh or three outs in the eighth. But you know, it's just another issue right now that uh, the blue Jays have to figure out. Like they're right now to me, like I said, they're more, questions and answers and you know like this team i don't think all hope is lost but they're in a stretch right now in their schedule where you know they're losing games against good teams and it's not as if things are going to get easier like they're going 
starting on Monday, they're going to Tampa Bay for four at the drop, then three in Minnesota. Brewers are coming to town. That's not exactly, I understand that the Brewers aren't one of baseball's best teams, but they're good enough. Like they're leading a division. They're good enough that they can beat you going to New York for three against the Mets who are suddenly heating up. And then the Astros are coming to town. Then the twins are coming to town. Then you're going to Baltimore. Then you're going to Texas. And then you've got the Marlins, the A's, the giants like that. Okay. Maybe it relents a little bit, but that's not until the later part of June. So if the blue Jays don't figure things out and start, um, I don't know, playing just more consistently and, and not having these weak stretches where, you know, it's like whack-a-mole. They pitch, then they can't hit, then they, they hit, but they can't really pitch. Then they're going to be in trouble because the schedule is not uh, forgiving enough that you can just count on playing mediocre C-plus baseball or worse and getting wins. Like the fact that they're four and six in their last 10 games, despite you know, being in the bottom five in a bunch of offensive categories. I guess that's good that they're not, you know, two and eight over that stretch, but um, you're not going to have success when you're playing 500 baseball or or below 500 baseball over 10 game uh, portions of your schedule. So things are not particularly uh, copacetic right now for the Blue Jays. Like they are struggling and um, they're going to have to figure this out quickly because uh, they're at risk, I think, um, of really finding themselves in an unfavorable position. Like uh, this isn't something that, you know, if you mess around too much here that you can just say, oh, well, you know, we've still got several months of the season left. Like the division is what it is. Uh, These teams aren't going anywhere. Like the Red Sox aren't going anywhere. Obviously the Orioles aren't going anywhere. The Yankees are rounding into form. The Rays continue to be really good. You know, you're, you're going to have to take care of your own business. And the fact that you've dropped nine out of 10 to teams within the division is going to make things a lot harder on yourself, more difficult down the stretch. You know, I think the tie breaks are gone. So you have to figure out, um, you know, how to gain some ground and you're losing opportunities uh, that you can control, you know, you don't want to get later into the season and have to rely on other teams beating teams within the division because you didn't take care of your own business. And, you know, losing 11 of your first 16 games within the AL East uh, is really not an ideal spot to be in. And they're going to have to figure out, you know, how to start performing better uh, against good teams because uh, so far it just hasn't been, uh, good enough. It just it, it just hasn't. Uh, okay, so we're going to get into uh, some people tweeted in at DFA underscore pod. What has been most concerning to you about this uh, recent stretch? And, you know, like I look at the, their inability to to get runners in with multiple guys on base, less than two outs has been a problem a lot this year. And it was really a problem in the Yankees series. And then it was really a problem in the first couple of games uh, against the Orioles series, like against Cano and then against uh, Batista. They, like, those guys are great. Don't get me wrong. It's not some foregone conclusion that just because you have a man on third or men on second and third with nobody out or one out that you're going to be able to get them in against some of the better relievers in the league but they didn't uh, multiple times, you know, the at-bats weren't particularly good. And 
it's a problem because, you know, like you, you give up enough of those opportunities, you let them go by the wayside and then the Orioles hang around long enough to go out and win the game like they did on, on Saturday. And uh, you, know, you have to find ways to scratch out runs when good relievers leave the door ajar for you. You have to bang it down and take advantage of that opportunity. And the Blue Jays just too many times of late um, have not. And like right now they're struggling to hit overall. And that is leading to struggles with runners and scoring position. Like I've always said that, you know, if you're hitting, eventually those numbers will turn. And they did for a little while, like early in the season, the Jays couldn't buy a hit with two outs and runners in scoring position. And then that kind of improved. And now it's gone back into the freezer and it's, to me, because they're just not really hitting overall um, as a team. And, you know, as until they can start consistently performing offensively, the runners in scoring position issues, I think, will persist. And it's magnified, you know, when you're just having bad at bat, bad at bat, after bad at bat, you know, kind of stacked on top of each other, it becomes infectious in a bad way. And until that is no longer the case, then I, I think we're still going to continue to see these issues with runners in scoring position um, persist. And like Vladimir Guerrero Jr., I think has, has been kind of a underlying culprit, I would say, of some of the issues that have happened here in May. Like his OPS is good in May, but he has two home runs in May. He doesn't have a home run at home uh, this season, which is honestly baffling. And I know that they played way more road games than they have at home, but he doesn't have a home home run at, at Rogers center in 21 games. Like that is, that's a lot of games. That's no longer a small sample size. And I don't really know how to explain it, but you know, this, this team is not going to be anywhere near its best when he is like a slappy singles hitter. Like he is, was born to hit home runs and, and showcase extra base hit pop. And that hasn't happened um, in the month of May. And I, I don't think it's a coincidence that the blue Jays have struggled uh, to score in the month of May with him and Matt Chapman. Like you're talking about your number three and four, maybe sometimes Chapman's bats fifth, but some of your prominent power hitters struggling to really produce in that department and that's why, you know, the Blue Jays are struggling to produce in that department. And it, the Matt Chapman stuff is maybe we shouldn't be that shocked. You know, a lot of people have said to me, oh, well, this is just a regression to the norm, which is true to some extent because like he was hitting over 400 um, in the early portion of the season and he's a 244 hitter. But there has to be some happy medium between winning player of the month in, in April and then struggling to the tune of um, a 183 batting average and a 495 OPS and one RBI in 71 at bats, 18 games in the month of May. It's just two feasts or famine. And like, he's just missing pitches like right down Broadway, he's swinging through a lot of strikes. And that's what can happen with him when he's not, you know, locked in. A lot of mistakes are getting by him. He's got five home runs this season, which um, is just not enough. He's always been 
mostly a power hitter and you know like if his power evaporates he's got five home runs and 170 at bats he's just hitting over he's actually hitting right at 300 which there was to see him drop that much like his batting average is sunk like a rock uh here in may and the blue jays just aren't i would say deep enough to have a situation where he's scuffling to the degree that he is, you know, Vladdy's not hitting for power. Varsho is really struggling. Nick Springer has been not particularly good. There's just not a lot of guys right now in this lineup um, who are producing, who are pulling their weight. And that's why, you know, they're middle of the pack or worse in most offensive categories uh, so far in, in the month of May. I, I do want to talk a little bit, Uh, about Dalton Varsho and it's been really rough like defensively he's great he's in the 86th percentile and outs above average I think he has nine defensive runs saved uh, which is tied for second with Kiermaier actually among all outfielders and like the Jays are a good defensive team I think they're first they're first or second in defensive runs saved as a team like they've become an objectively good defensive team but it's like this course correction where now they're good defensively and they're good on the bases, but they can't hit the same way anymore. And like you would have liked to have made those strides defensively and on the bases, which clearly were an issue last year without sacrificing so much offensively. And Varsho is really a, a culprit of some of the offensive struggles. And like you look at his numbers, I I, I can't think of a guy who pops the ball up seemingly in big spots as much as he does like he's not striking out that much it's about in line with his career norms his walk numbers are in line with his career norms as well but he's just not really hitting the ball um as hard as you would like maybe there's a bit of bad luck but like he's got a 76 wrc plus he's hitting 206 he's got a 279 on base like sooner or later, like he, his infield fly ball rate, which is basically his pop-up rate is 26.4%, which is 11% higher than his career uh, norm. And he's hitting, he's slugging 158 on pitches up and in, and teams are clearly attacking him um, with elevated fastball. It's like, it just is what it is. That is the, that is the book on Dalton Varsho is to bust him up and in with velocity and see if he can catch up to it. And so far he hasn't. And in his career, that's been an issue, but until he can figure out a way to adjust to that, that's how he's going to be pitched. And he's really hurting the blue Jays right now. Like he's been cleaning up or batting fifth. It seems like throughout this. And then on Saturday, he got dropped to seventh, I believe and belt was cleaning up. And that makes sense. Cause makes sense. Cause belt, is uh has been really good he's got an ops over a thousand in may but you know like dalton varsha was brought in to obviously provide really good defense and speed and power and he's done some of that his defense like i said has been good his base running has also been good but he has been really bad offensively like i don't think there's any getting around it it's not like he's just been okay or not great he's been objectively bad and then you look at the numbers that are being put up by like especially Lourdes Gurriel Jr. Like I understand that Moreno is part of that, but like if Moreno is still on this roster, how much is he playing with Jansen or Kirk? Like he's not hitting for a ton of power. His average is good. Like right now that trade's looking terrible. Like Lourdes has a 143 WRC plus. He's hitting over 300. 
Uh, he's got seven home runs. He's having like one of his patented summer stretches. Like it's usually July where it seems like Lourdes heats up and he struggles, especially early in the season. But so far uh, that hasn't been the case. He's been really, really good in the month of May. And like, obviously the Blue Jays could use that level of production from Dalton Varsho. Like it's still, I'm not going to say that this trade is definitively a loss, but it's not trending in a good direction. And until Dalton Varsho gets on track at the plate, you know, it's fair to continue to harp on that deal and, you know, wonder what the Blue Jays saw that, um, you know, made them feel good about parting with that package for Dalton Varsho. Like if he can just be slightly above average offensively and continue to do what he's doing with the glove and with his legs, then that's the type of player you were hoping for. But right now it's just really bad um, at, at the plate. There's no uh, getting around it. Uh, I did want to talk about the John Schneider mound visit gaff, And like, I don't know how that happens, to be honest. Like he basically said after the game that quote unquote, he fucked up and he obviously did like the look of bewilderment on Alec Manoa's face, who did pitch pretty well. Like maybe it was just Danny Jansen. There were still a lot of arm side misses, especially early in the outing against the Orioles. He settled in, he grinded. Like, I'm not willing to just say, oh, well, he's back and he's fixed, but there were definitely some, some positive signs there. But like you need to see more, but his look when Schneider came out for that second mound visit, like that's Bush league stuff, man. Like that just can't happen at the big league level. That should never happen. Um, you know, like you've got enough people you would think in the dugout that would be like, Hey, we've already used a mound vi- visit. Like where's Pete Walker to, as Schneider's moving towards uh, the top step and, and walking it towards the field, just saying, Oh, I was already out there. We're going to have to take him out. If you go out, Don Mattingly, sort of the same thing, but it happened and it just can't happen. And, you know, there have been some, some missteps. Certainly there are some issues at times with, with bullpen uh, management, you know, like I don't think we're at risk here of him getting fired. Like they signed him to a three-year deal. Um, I don't think he's getting fired less than two months into his first full season, but the Jays are going to have to get things on track because, you know, if they're way back or hovering around 500 in a couple of months, I'm not saying necessarily that a managerial change is going to happen, but Don Mattingly is waiting in the wings, so to speak. Like if this team is really struggling, uh, then, you know, you have an in-house candidate who has had success in the past that you might look at more of a veteran type of manager. I still think that that is not on on the radar yet, but the Jays and Schneider are going to have to get things uh, back on track here for it not to become a much louder uh, conversation. So this is like obviously mostly been kind of negative because the team is, is playing not so well, but uh, one real positive has been the performance of Chris Bassett, who was again, excellent um, in his most recent start against the Yankees. And like his kitchen sink thing is just working so well. And he's just been so good since his first start of the year. Like he had, he gave up the grand slam against the Mariners and otherwise he's basically just been nails. He's had three straight scoreless outings. Like you look at his, Three starts in May, 23 innings, nine hits, no runs, 20 strikeouts, seven walks, 27 ground ball outs. 
Like he's pitching deep into games. Like he's averaging about a hundred pitches a start in those three outings. He's lowered his ERA from 4.28 from 5.18 actually at the end of uh, April to 3.05. So he's lowered it more than two runs uh, over his last three starts. Like it's him and Gosman right now that are carrying the rotation. Like I thought Jose Barrios was really good against the Yankees. He did make, you can't make mistakes to Aaron judge. Like you, you just can't leave a fastball uh, over the lower or middle part of the plate and not expect a hitter like judge to punish it. And he did, but otherwise I thought Barrios did a really nice job. You know, he was commanding his stuff. He was getting uh, hitters to expand the zone swing and miss was, was there. So he's been good. You know, Kikuchi's fallen on some hard times. The issues with command have cropped back up, hard contact has cropped back in Um you know, like I, that is what it is. There are going to be issues there. There are going to be bumps in the road. That's what a number five starter is. Like sometimes there are flashes of brilliance. Other times there are obviously um, real bumps in the road, but uh, like you're just going to continue riding uh, with Kikuchi. But uh, obviously this week, Bassett and Barrio, some of the few positives that have emerged uh, amid this difficult stretch from the Blue Jays. Okay, let's get into some tweets here before we sign off uh, for the week. Most concerning developments I I wanted to know over this recent stretch of not-so-good baseball. Uh, Jan says there's plenty to discuss, but George Springer has to be on that list. Yeah, George Springer hasn't been good. Um, there's no getting around that. Uh, he did have a good game against the Orioles on uh, on Saturday, hit a home run, had an RBI single, also had a horrible misplay on a ball in right field where he went all out to try and uh, make a diving catch and ended up as a triple for Adam Frazier. Like, I understand George Springer's uh, that type of player who tries to make things happen, but uh, I probably want a little bit more have a rein it in mentality there. Like I'm okay to give up a single. I'm not okay to give up a leadoff triple. Like he's not hitting the ball hard consistently. When he does hit it hard, his exit velocity is good. He's not swinging and missing a ton. He's not chasing a ton. There's still stuff there that leads me to believe like he's going to be okay. Like defensively he's in the 11th percentile and that's above average. His sprint speed has declined. Um, from last year and the last couple of years, like he's 33 years old. That's not that surprising that some things like when it comes to speed are going to maybe start to dip, but I'm not moving George Springer out of the leadoff spot. Like I understand people have said, well, Kiermaier's red hot, have him lead off. I get what you're saying, but Kiermaier's worked out of the nine hole. Um, I'm not changing that. Like I, I just, George Springer has to be way worse for a way longer stretch of time for me to just be like, okay, I'm going to bat him fifth. He's been most comfortable in his career leading off. And I don't think it's like that much of a coincidence that the Jays scored five runs and had one of their better offensive games in some time with George Springer kind of setting the tone and providing big hits and big moments atop the lineup. So like there are some concerning aspects to what he's done so far this season but he's not near the top of my list um of concerns uh, michael says the fact they are 5 and 11 against the al east indicating they may be the fourth best team in the division also schneider constantly asking his high le- high leverage relievers to come back out for a second inning lastly varsho unable to lay off the high hard stuff a third into the season yeah we talked about varsho like the leverage arms going back out for a second inning like if they're rested 
you know, they're just not overflowing with options. You know, we talked coming into the season, like, was the bullpen deep enough? Was it good enough? I thought it was probably going to be okay enough in the regular season. And there might be some concerns in the playoffs and, you know, there have been good moments and there have obviously been um, some bad moments for sure. I I still don't know if this team is deep enough uh, when it comes to the bullpen Um, and then the division stuff, are they the fourth best team in the division? You know, right now they're the fifth best team in the division and the proof is in the pudding. You could say, oh, well, they're better than the Red Sox. Well, the Red Sox beat them, beat their brains in, in a four game sweep. So why are you just saying that? Oh yeah, they're better than the Red Sox right now. They're not, uh, they're not better than the Orioles. They're not better than the Yankees. They're not better than the Rays. right now. They are the worst team in the division. Is that going to be the case a month from now? Hopefully not, but through 46 games, they, you are what you are. You know, the proof is in the pudding. You reap what you sow and the Blue Jays are the worst team in the division right now. And they're struggling to beat teams within the division. So until that changes, they're not the, they're, they're nothing but the worst team in the division. So appreciate that from Michael. Uh, Leslie says listlessness and lack of power at the plate. A couple more bunts and seals won't get them runs without some doubles or homers for that matter. I, yeah, I agree. Like I said before the season, I still thought that this was going to be a team that, you know, hit home runs and had slug in their lineup. And that just hasn't been the case. Like they're a middle of the pack team in terms of home runs. And that's not what I would like to see. Like I want to see a team that, you know, hits home runs like they have to some degree um over the last few years and you know, like they manufacture runs they do a good job taking extra bases double steals that sort of thing but they're tied for 18th in home runs with the similarly i would say more disappointing San Diego Padres teams that you know were constructed to be prolific offensive clubs and so far they're not like the Jays are 12th in OPS um as a lineup they are middle they're 13th and run scored like it's not as though it's been a huge disaster but there just hasn't been enough um of a signature stretch of offensive production that you know you would expect to see from a team that has as much talent um as they do so they need to figure that out pronto because uh i just don't think that they're constructed to be a team that wins three two games like they're just putting so much pressure on their bullpen and they're starting pitching because there's just not enough run scoring production to win games where you can give guys um, a bit of a breather. It just seems like every game is nip and tuck and and you're going to the same couple of relievers and putting so much uh, on their plate. Like they need to have a stretch where, you know, you can win some laughers. You're involved in some games that, uh, you know, aren't two run or one run games, you know, in the seventh, eighth or ninth inning. So, uh, you know, hopefully they can, get on track offensively a little bit to take some pressure off uh, the rest of their pitching staff. Um, One more here before we sign off. Uh, Susan says, most concerning is that they don't appear to be on par with the division leaders, yet we talked about that. And there's no indications they will get there. Right now, there are no real indications other than, you know, this should be a better team than it has been. Um, She's concerned about it. There are uh, contributors to that are plentiful. And uh, that's that's her concern. And that's a fair concern. There's a a lot staring us in the face right now to be concerned about. You know, there's enough talent here that this team could easily get on track. But, you know, there's some real worrisome trends uh, developing right now. And it's on the Blue Jays to figure this out and start 
putting together some good performances against good teams because uh, right now uh, they are sorely lacking in that department and uh, losing nine out of 10 within your division is just not going to cut it in a division this good. And for a team with high expectations uh, like the blue Jays. All right. As always, thanks for uh, tuning in. Thanks for uh, sending in your feedback at DFA underscore pod is where you can find the podcast at Jay Goldberg 12 is where you can find me on Twitter. As always like review, rate, subscribe, comment, all those things. Uh, Appreciate it as always. Hopefully the Jays can uh, get things back on track this week against the Rays and the twins. But uh, as always, thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. I'm Josh Goldberg. Thanks as always for listening to designated for assignment.